Jake, we are here to talk some college basketball for Friday, November 17th. Um, oh, there we go. Here's a recap. I made a recap slide. Ready? Uh, yesterday for Thursday, we won the play of the day. Those are now eight and three with a 42% ROI, small sample size, but starting off strong. Uh, if you do not already have access to the play of the day, you can get just that if you want for a little bit cheaper price. That link's in the show description. It's over on Black Book Sports. But if you're with us on Dub Club, you get that included. All of the A-grade sides are profitable, 4-4-1, four, four, and one, with a with a heartbreaking loss of UMass Lowell, which is why the show sides went 0-2. Both of them barely losing. Both of them, if you took the points... You'd have won that. And I mentioned that in show yesterday. I said, hey, if you want to split your bet, you want to take the points, like you do what you do, it, it, it'll balance out in the long run. We're here for the long run. We're here for the whole season. My, uh, I don't know, Jake, if you have any thoughts. My thought is let's remember this day when randomly down the road we go 2-0 and with bigger money line dogs and we make a lot of money. Uh, and we will have made more that day than, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Cause that's, it'll balance out. Um, however you do it, viewer, you know, you do it. Uh, I, I've talked a lot about, there's no perfect way to do it. It's all a personal preference. Uh, but Jake, if you had the points or you split your wager, you at least got North Texas and UMass Lowell, both teams losing in completely different fashions. North Texas just kind of hanging around, but never really able to do it. Then gets there, gets the lead. And then blows it. And then UMass Lowell just dominating all game and then blows it. Both these teams had a lead with like a couple minutes to go and both of them blow it. Uh, that's college basketball, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just unfortunate this time of year, like with those little schools like that. You, you never know how experienced they are at those kinds of things. And holding on to that lead is very tough. And there's like, so that's one of the reasons I love Feast Week because you get matchups that you'll never ever get any for any other reason. Like, St. John's and North Texas probably have played five times total in their Maybe. existence, if that. Maybe, yeah. So it's just fun to get well, those kind of matchups. And, or we had an A grade pick on Vermont at plus odds to start off the day, and that Vermont Charleston matchup was the same sort of thing. Like two two really good mid major schools that like aren't going to end up playing each other, but we get them in these, the tournament like this and boom, now we've got a great matchup because uh, those schools have been so, you know, consistently solid. Like it's hard to get on, you know, the big boy schedules. So uh, worked out well there. Uh, Jake, the total of the day one that moves us to two and one, the show total loss. We split the two totals yesterday. That's a, obviously a really small sample size. Now that we're just, now that we're feeling a little bit more confident playing totals, but we have two more totals here for you today. Uh, one of them on the main show, one of them on the other show here. Remember, if you want to catch those, uh, that extended cut, you can see that on dub club. Here is the QR code. If you haven't signed up, I saw a few people signing up using this promo code. Again, the links in the show description, whether you're with us on YouTube or if you're at this audio only form, if you want to, uh, join on dub club and save $5 off your first month. You get a lot of content right now with the overlap of college basketball, college football, and NFL. It's kind of running me a little ragged. I feel like I'm, I'm loving football, but whew, when we get to bowl season, at least, and that can be, give me a little breath, and then we get, you know, you get later on in the season, I'm, I'm like, kind of looking forward to when it's just college basketball. There's a lot happening right now. It's hard for me to keep it all straight, you know? Oh, it, it's it's crazy because I, I totally forgot to even watch the Ravens game today. Mm. I got the little notification they won. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
got stuck watching college basketball and forgot that that ha- was even happening. And if you're if you're not watching, we have NFL show as well. We gave the Ravens out as an A grade pick, uh, so nailed that one. A lot of injuries in that one. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. You never want to see that. A lot of injuries to some key players. Uh, but here's our uh, lineup. For tonight, we will get started here, 6 p.m. Eastern, Kansas State and Providence, playing in the Bahamas. Jake, I mean, that's really the whole breakdown of this game is like, wouldn't you rather just be in the Bahamas rather than playing basketball? I don't know. I guess I don't love basketball enough to, to play. If I was in the Bahamas, I'd just be hanging up at the beach, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the argument with this one in Hawaii. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going, do, do you really buy the tickets to, to go to the game or do you just <laughs> Lay out on the beach. Going for vacation. Uh, we like Providence here. The model's not high on Kansas State. I don't know. Uh, all models are wrong. Some are useful. I, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record here. But, you know, I think the main thing that I want people to hear today is a reminder that we should bet any side, any total, any prop, any over, any under, if the price is right. Now, the question is, what's the right price? That's the million-dollar question. But but you should, viewer, you should be confident in playing anything if you were given the right price. Now, and again, will you ever be given the right price? Maybe not. That's okay, too. But anything is worth betting if the price is right. We use the model here to help us figure out what the price should be. It's not a perfect model. It's not accurate. There is no such thing as a perfectly accurate model. But this model loves it some Providence. Gives them an 80% chance of winning. It massively disagrees with the market. Is that a little too high? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> We're just using this as our guidance. And the model says this is massively mispriced. That's why we love the A-grade place. Because even if it's off by a little bit, there's still probably some value on Providence at minus 115. Jake, this was an interesting case to me because we've talked about both of these teams this week already. Or already this season. This week, we've backed Providence as an A-grade and won. We faded Kansas State as a B-grade, I believe, and lost. So I don't know what to make of that, right? It's the, You feel better about it when you back the team and they won and then you fade the team and it won and they play each other. You're like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but here, Kansas State played better than we thought they would last time, but also sort of Providence. So Providence here, not a home game, but the model still thinks they're just a much better team. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I totally agree with the model here. Providence is a very, very good team. We hit it with – Last time against Wisconsin, and I don't think it was ever ever in question. Uh, they they just handled them. They they locked them up, held them to 33, uh, 33 almost thirty four percent from the floor, twenty five from three, and forced them into twelve turnovers and held them to only six assists. That's just a very very good defensive performance. Their offense is just a balanced attack, did almost exactly kind of what I talked about. Like very thin, not a lot of help from the bench, but Four other starters absolutely killed it. Devontae Gaines is more of – he's not really an offensive talent, but he's a really good point guard, so he kind of keeps it moving and everything and hits the threes when he has a chance. But they like they are just a very solid team, very good team. Honestly, I questioned the hire of Kim English. I didn't know if he had enough experience to jump up because he was at the Tennessee – he was on Tennessee's bench, then went to George Mason for, I think, two, maybe three years, and then jumped up to Providence – they seem to have hit it out of the park with him because he's doing very well, recruiting well, and this team. Is I thought playing. I always thought he did well at George Mason. I was always yeah. I just there. I, I wasn't knocking it. It just wasn't. I didn't think he yeah. had enough experience to jump up to yeah. the big because the Big East is a different level. Yeah, seems to be doing very very well. Uh, Kansas State 
I'm not sure exactly what to make of them yet. Uh, they're they got drilled on the opening night by USC and then barely beat uh, Bellarmine and handled their last game. But uh, the losses are uh, are the loss to USC was rough and. They lost a lot off that team last year with Noel and uh, Kelton Johnson. I don't think we're giving enough credit for what those two guys were doing. I mean, they brought yeah, we, were, we were high on them last year. They were a good. Yeah. They were a good team last year. Yeah, they brought in Perry from North Texas. He's been fantastic. Cam Carter really stepped up. I think he averaged like five points last year a game, and he's up around 15, 16, 17, something like that. Uh, but it's just their defense. They're just giving up. A lot of points, eighty plus to USC, seventy-five to Bellarmine, and this is not a good look, especially with how efficient Providence is and how quick that ball moves around. They find open shots easy. Their defense is too good. I, I just don't think Kansas State's got it. I think Providence is a much, much better team. Uh, I, I think the concern you might have on this one is that we faded Kansas State on the show earlier this week and that didn't work but again you have to look at the totality of data uh the other two games were much less impressive and and, and the models looking at all that um the other thing i just would add to that is we try to come add context to these numbers we kind of try to talk about some of the x's and o's and whatnot but um while again sideline is not perfect as a model it's still almost assuredly doing a better job of synthesizing all the information on the players, what they did previous seasons, et cetera, than our brains can. Our brains are extremely incredible, but you know, we've got some pretty good computing power to be able to, to remember all these things and, and try to again, synthesize it and put it into the model. And that's what we're talking about here. So Kansas State looked good their last game, but we have a bunch of other information. The model's just skeptical. We'll see. The model's been skeptical of teams and high on teams. And then as, the, as it's got more data, it's changed his mind. So <laughs> that may be the case here. But uh, Providence has looked really good. We're high on them. Uh, minus 115 offers a lot of value. A great pick for us there. 7 p.m. Eastern. Butler and Michigan State got us another total. Uh, two and one in the totals that we've given out so far. Again, really small sample size. But the big edges continue to perform pretty well here on Thursday night with one total remaining. The Big edges are looking like nine and five with one to go. So they're getting nine and six or 10 and five. Uh, and we have another big edge here as the model projects 143 points. So we're going to go over 139.5. Uh, and Jake, why do you like this? There were a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of games here on Friday and then a lot of TVDs. We still got to figure out uh, and, and get numbers for on that. But of all the, there, I mean, a lot, a lot of good totals out there. Uh, why oh, was yeah. this? Why was this one of your favorite totals? Because I, I think the pace for Michigan State is a little misstated. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're playing faster than what their pace actually is working out to be. Uh, Butler has just been really putting on a show so far this year. I mean, they yeah. scored 90 twice and then 81 against some really good high school teams. But, I mean, it's so impressive to do that. But we'll see what they've actually got because I don't trust their defense because they've not been playing very good talent. Um Huge fan of Posh Alexander. He's an incredible point guard, can really score, but he really sees the floor just very, very well. Uh, very similar to Tyler Kolick, I think, uh, that kind of style of player. And he really makes that Butler offense go. Uh, they're, they're a pretty good shooting team, and they're one of the best free throw shooting teams out there. They're hitting a ridiculous percent. But 
I mean, Michigan State has uh, just struggled shooting the ball, and I think they, they're starting to wake up a little bit. You, they've made eight threes on the year, which is crazy to say That's three games. Possible. But six of them came against Duke in that game. So, like, I, I think they're starting to loosen, loosen up a little bit. We've, if that happens, I mean, Hall started to wake up. You get a little more get experience for Cohen Carr and maybe Xavier Booker. They get a little more offensive weapons out there. I think they're going to start opening it up. They play faster with the defense. Like, Walker wants to run. He wants to go, 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 pressure. I think that's more how this team's going to shift to, and they're going to end up with a lot more fast break points. I think we're going to – a lot of points in this game. I think we get well into the mid 140s here. Uh, Jake, I have been impressed with Butler this year. The model wasn't very high on him to start, but you know has really started to come around. And yeah, the the, the what they who they played that matters. But again, you know, we knew they weren't playing very good teams. And we kind of thought like, oh, like they might win by 10 or they might win by 15. And they're like, oh, we're going to win by 40, you know, that sort of thing. And so that speaks volumes because good teams take care of business and destroy those bad teams. And so we're eyeing the potential for this Butler team to um, kind of regain its form that it has had at times where it's been a solid team, you know, an at-large bid team, which it had strayed from here uh, for a few years. Jake, I wanted to bring this up because people in the comments sometimes think that we can never disagree. And I always try to remind them we're only picking three games. It's not hard for us to find three. We agree on And We have a little discussion beforehand and I suggest something. And you're like, nah, I don't want to do that. And you suggest something. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. We find three that we like, right? It's yeah. not hard with the number of games on a day like today. On a, when we get yeah. to like some Mondays later on in the future with 13 games, we may be really having some, you know, <laughs> Real come to Jesus meetings, you know, but <laughs> we do disagree on some things. I wanted to talk about this item this week because I've been really impressed with Butler. Plus 275 would be a B-grade pick, according to model. Barely would get to the B-grade pick. I kind of look at that and think, hey, maybe like a sprinkle of a quarter unit, a half unit, something on Butler might make a lot of sense. I'm not really high on this Michigan's 18. They did play better last game against uh, Duke, absolutely, but with the way Butler's been playing, like they might be able to handle this game and win. I, I don't really know. Obviously, it's a tough uh, road environment, but the model gives Butler a 31% chance to win. That's not overly high, but if you win 31% at plus 275, that's decent value. So, like, I kind of was looking at that thinking, hey, maybe, maybe take a sprinkle on that. You were a little bit less sold, though, and so I wanted to have that discussion, have you kind of say why you were a little bit skeptical of taking plus 275, even if it's uh, it would be a nice hit, you seem to be a little bit more down. I think that 31% might be a little bit too high for Butler. Yeah, I think one, Michigan State is is a good team. There's a reason all, all the models like Gears, Ken Palm, and all that started with them very high. They're, like, they're very good. The talent is there. Uh, and I know we don't really know under like you know the motivations of players and things, but when that ball is not going through the net whatsoever, it really makes it hard to play defense. Mm. So, and I think James Madison that came with Michigan State, they were hanging around, hanging around, hanging around, and then Michigan State couldn't hit anything going, and that and just James Madison felt like everything was going. And then I mean Southern Indiana tossed that game out because I don't know, but like the first half against Duke. They did very well. It was like the second half, threes didn't go as often, and they cooled down a little bit. 
and you started that's when Duke started to pull away. I think a lot of this, like a lot of their struggles on offense, have led to some defensive struggles that will cause them to lose the two of the three games. And Butler, I'm worried that is a little bit of smoke and mirrors how good they are. I'm not, like, from a point standpoint, I think the pace and the offenses here are going to be good enough. I just I worry about their defense. I think their defense is a little overstated because of who they've played and the pace they want to play at. I think it's going to really feed into what Michigan State is and Tom Izzo are going to more pivot to and get a little faster than rather than that slow kind of style that they've started this year. Mm. All right. I just figured that was a good discussion to have, you know, different perspectives on that. We do like the over either way. It's one of the bigger edges, which on average has been doing well. They don't always win. Obviously, we lost one yesterday. Got the total of the day over on Instagram and TikTok. Those are for free. If you're not over there with us, I, I tweet those out as well. Uh, and it's in the link out uh, daily if, if possible. But you, you should be catching those as well. So, so we don't want to totals yesterday. We like this. We'll get another one for you in the extended cut. We like this over. I'm going to succinctly say this as well. Try to succinctly say I don't succinctly say anything. We've long talked about when two teams of differing paces play, it tends to go towards the faster team. It tends to go towards the home team. It tends to go towards the better team. Michigan State's the better team here. By how much is hard to say. They are the better team, and they are the home team. But, Jake, you don't think they're going to really try to slow it down quite like the model would indicate. You think they're going to be happy going at that faster pace. And in general, the overarching main thing is – it's it's easier to speed up than slow down. And so if that holds true in this case, and that's not actually built into the model, there's no, I've thought about maybe a way to do that. There's no, um, if there are two different paces, lean towards the faster one. Maybe I should do that. I'll kind of at some point look into that and see if that should tweak our totals a little bit. The totals seem to be doing fine either way. But if that's true, and we should lean a little bit more towards Butler's style of play, the projection on this would even be 145, 146, 147, you know, something like that. So there's a lot of reasons we like this over, which takes us to our last of the free picks. Again, before we get to the extended cup, which you can access on Dub Club, James Madison and Radford. Model says James Madison wins this by an average of 10.3 points. They're the much better team, the best unit on the court. Is their offense in the worst unit on the court's Radford's defense? So that should be advantage James Madison at home. When they have the ball, that's really beneficial because sometimes weird things happen when you go on the road. At home, James Madison should score uh, a ton of points, so we are going to lay the eight and a half with James Madison. Uh, Jake, tell us more. Look, they absolutely waxed Howard in their first home game after the two over over the, the three overtime games they played in the two games before that. But uh, I don't see that much difference between Bradford and Howard. I think. They're definitely not 13 points difference. Uh, Chase Madison is just – I don't know that there's a better team going than them right now. I mean, probably, I mean Arizona and probably Purdue are like your top. But other than that, I, I would argue that they're, as of right now, the snapshot, they're probably one of the top ten teams going. They are just balanced. They're, they've got five guys hitting double figures, shooting 43% from deep and hitting over 70% of their free throws. They don't seem to make too many mistakes out there offensively or defensively. Uh, I mean, they're averaging almost 10 steals a game and, and only turning the ball over 12% of the time. It's They just are playing great basketball right now. Their football team's playing great. That's just showing it to the NCAA, I'm sure, is extra motivation uh, for everything like with all this. But, I mean, the road really hasn't been kind to Radford. They lost to 16 at North Carolina. No shame there, really. But lost to 23 at VCU. That's rough because mm-hmm. uh, this isn't a, your typical really good VCU teams yet. They, they're not that great right now. So 
but I mean, there's not shooting the ball well. They're shooting less than 43% from the floor, uh, 30, 30-ish percent from deep and below 70 from the free throw line. It, nothing seems to be going well for them. Um, they've got a trio of decent guards, but not much after that. Their defense is really weak, giving up 50-plus percent of effective field goal percentage is just rough, and then allowing 10 offensive boards. I think James Madison is just going to absolutely feast. And this team, they play a lot of solo one-on-one ball. I, I think that's terrible, especially at the college. It works in the NBA because you've got – Uber talented guys that doesn't work so much, especially these mid mid tier teams, because uh, with only seven assists a game, it's it's going to be too easy to defend for James Madison. I'm going to say something here that I hesitate to say because I don't want people to act like this is the lock of the century, right? Because it's not. There's no such thing. Uh, we keep our plays reasonable, you know one to two units rest, that sort of thing. Cause sports are weird. And so you never know. And, and, and again, as I've always mentioned, right, our faith is in the long-term sample size of the process, not one game. We have no idea what's going to happen in one game. And anybody telling you otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, we can have all the leans we want, all the looks we want. But again, what we're talking about is we think the probability of something happening is higher. That means it's a smart play, but that doesn't mean we know that's going to happen. Right. What I like about this pick is when the model sends James Madison by 10.3 to me, there's like, two real ways this game goes number one james madison's up 17 with four minutes to go and it'll be really hard for radford to backdoor or something like that james madison plays at an insanely fast pace ninth in the country and radford wants to slow that down but i'm not sure they're going to be able to as you talk about it's easier to be sped up than slow down the home team the better team i mean everything leans to this being a faster paced game why does that matter? More possessions allows the fact that James Madison's a better team to be shown and extend that lead. Obviously, if you're trying to cover a bigger number, you want more possessions, right? The, the math is pretty straightforward there. The other way this can go is Radford gets a little bit hot. James Madison gets a little bit cold. Radford hangs around. It's a tight contest. If it's a tight contest, it could be tight right down to the wire. Radford could pull the upset, but we also have a way to win if it's a tight contest at eight and a half because that's just low enough that we got a good shot for the foul game to get us over that number as opposed to laying something like ten and a half a little bit tougher because on something like that, you kind of need the stupid foul game, which does happen. We absolutely see teams sometimes down 10 with 10 seconds to go fouling. And you're like, bro, give it up. <laughs> but it happens. But eight and a half, it's a little bit more feasible for the fouls to get us there. And so I always like playing a game where I can see the main two ways it happens. One of them, we get the win. The other one, still on the table, still possible. Uh, and so eight and a half here, pretty good number to lay. Nine, you have the push protection. Once you get up towards nine and a half, ten, it becomes a little bit tougher of a thing because now you're really more relying on James Madison to run away. Jake, you sound like you like James Madison. Maybe you'd be a little bit comfortable playing a little a bit of a bigger number. The model would be a little bit more hesitant as it gets bigger. But again, that's just, again, whether you agree with sideline, which again, it is wrong. The only question is by how much there's an error on every team. The thought process that I want to encourage you viewer to be thinking about this in as there is a price, there is a number I take Radford and there is a number I'd lay it with James Madison. And what is that number for you? The model is saying eight and a half is acceptable. Nine's acceptable. Once you get to nine and a half, 10, it's a little bit more dangerous. But for James Madison, maybe Jake sounds like your number, you might be more comfortable laying 10, 10 and a half, 11. And the same goes for Radford. There's a number we should be taking Radford at. The model would want 12, 12 and a half, 13. Jake, you may say, I really want to make sure I get 15, 15 and a half, 16. 
whatever the number is, these numbers exist. And I encourage you to be thinking about them because we should be comfortable playing any side if the price is right. We like James Madison minus eight and a half. The model kind of leans that way. Jake, you think there's even more value in the model? Again, knowing the model's wrong, that's fine to speculate. We just have to understand we are just speculating. We don't know. This is just our opinion on this. As Cousin Jared said yesterday, we are two flawed human beings making flawed projections on things, picking flawed games, right? Could be right on that, could be wrong on that. So we try to take a balance of what we like, what we think, our observations, and the model, and put those together for a blend of good picks. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we like James Madison to pull this out here. Done pretty good so far on the show picks. Uh, starting off doing well with the total, so hopefully we can keep that rolling. And remember, if you want to catch the picks to the bottom games, we have another A grade there. We have another total in that. We have a massive matchup between Purdue and Arizona. Yes. Oh, that's not. That's pretty Fort Wayne. I guess that's a little bit less exciting, but uh, uh, otherwise that would be fantastic. And so again, if you are looking to join us on Dub Club, there is that QR code one last time. And again, the link in the show description so you can save $5 off your first month. Otherwise, Jake, parting words before we have our 60-second interlude and then we return for the extended cut. I mean, we do get that Purdue Arizona matchup in December here Ooh, in Indy. Exciting. So, do you think? Do you think like this is like little brother versus little brother kind of thing? Like, I think it's like kind of testing the waters before you come with the big guns. I think it's like little stepbrother versus little stepbrother. It's not even little brother. I mean, like Purdue Fort Wayne to Northern Arizona is like those are a pretty good step down for Purdue and Arizona. Uh, I'll have to see if I can be up there Andy, for that one since we're you know halfway around the country every which way possible. Uh, again, hopefully we see you here on the other side of the break for the extended cut. If not, we'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.